Hello. Hey. You made it through. You sound loud and clear. Awesome. How are you doing today? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And how was your weekend? Tell me about it. Was good. Um, did a lot of you know site admin stuff, maintenance, but also did a little bit of chilling too. Like did some food truck stuff and hanging out with some friends. Oh, okay. that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. So mm-hmm. shoot. So I know like it's crazy. Like the balance of professional with the personal life. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah. Most, most definitely. And so with your editing, um, like what software do you use with your editing? What kind of? So I have a Mac laptop and okay. I just use, I use iMovie for like all of my stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I know some people use like, you know, Premiere or like Filmora and stuff, but my videos are pretty like straightforward and simple and I feel like the sim- more simple editing just like you know just fits my style a little bit you know I haven't had to use anything more like professional or like paid services so it's pretty cool most definitely and I see you be putting in work Miss Lady AVN nominated Tell us yeah <laughs> so I actually was nominated for um favorite clip star it was a fan category so uh fans got to like nominate the people they wanted to see and then um avn chose out of those nominees and then they got to vote on who they wanted to win um and that was really awesome i felt really proud to get that nomination um i had busted out like i think 100 clips that year so it was like (laughs) To see like some recognition <laughs> for that, yeah, because that's major to be nominated for ABN, be it that that's like the top of our industry. Yeah, it was really cool to get to like go and experience the red carpet and the award show and stuff, and like you know, like a, a piece of paper, you know, with all the other nominees. That was really cool. Oh, that is beautiful. So, look, let me do these particulars and we can get into this interview, okay, Miss Lady? Okay, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or download yeah, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile today. You can monetize your episodes as well as get platforms and do this for free. I'm your host, Kevin Arvis of a champ, a.k.a. the porn rap star. Y'all know what it is. Find my porn links. 15 years worth of porn, people. Find my porn links, my music, as well as my social media, all with one link. I'm talking about allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. We're also sponsored by the Facebook of the Ellis community. I'm talking about ellisworld.com. Go there today, get yourself a profile, and mingle with keep-minded people like yourself and even find events in your area you might could attend. Also, we are a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts giving you the black experience. And plus, while you're there, you can get some shopping done from over 500 black retailers. I'm talking about shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, so we can create the black economy, so we create generational wealth. Also, as you know, on K97FM, the radio station for porn, 
That's right, people. Every Monday night, Monday Night Smoke, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm on the radio and I'm talking to sexy ladies like this lady here about the business of porn. So tune in and come catch this smoke every Monday night, Monday Night Smoke. Now I'm about to let this sexy lady introduce herself. Hey, so I'm Celeste Luna, um, cam star, porn star, clip star, <laughs> all the above. She's everything. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, let's start at the beginning. How did you get into the business? Um, well, in my like kind of early like 20s, I kind of dabbled with some cam girl stuff, like going on uh you know different platforms and seeing what that was like but i i didn't really like know a whole lot about it and like mm. my my eyes were kind of set on like a totally different career path i was like i was going to own my own restaurant and do that thing mm-hmm. and one day and two it's like i'm sick of the food industry and was like hey i was kind of <laughs> good at that cam thing let me try that again and so I started doing cam work and I had some people order some custom videos and I had never made videos before. I hadn't even like thought about doing it. And after I did the custom, like I kind of like this more than I like camming. So I kind of just dove into being a clip maker, content creator, mm-hmm. Um, taking lots of sexy pictures and stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, with the camming, when how did you? Which steps did you take to become a content creator? Which basically, uh, when did you start shooting boy girl? So, um, the first like I'd say nine months of me making clips, it was just me by myself. Um, okay. And then through making connections on Twitter, um, networking with other people, um, I found some people out here in Las Vegas where I live now. Um, okay. But I found some people out here that were like super excited to make content with me. And I flew out. I here don't blame that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them for looking at you. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say I waited about nine months into making clips before I started making like boy girl and girl girl videos. Mm-hmm. So who was your first? What was your first boy girl scene? Um, so my first boy girl scene, um, I it was with a guy. He's now retired, but. His okay. name was Jay, and we filmed um, some femdom stuff, and then we filmed some, like, regular just, like, kinky sex, too. And that's one of my – still one of my top-selling, like, boy-girl videos, I think, because it was my first, and everyone's, like, super excited about that. Almost definitely. So when you met up with him um, – because, like I said, my podcast, we talk about the unsexy stuff. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we about to hit into that territory. Um, one of the things that has to be discussed on any shoot is boundaries as well as getting to know the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, speak to discussing boundaries with that with that talent be that was your first scene. And two, what was your feel and how you was feeling and your emotions for your first scene? And also tell us more about it. 
So we kind we did most of our communications through Twitter, um, messaging, and just kind of discussing. Had kind of already viewed my content a little bit um, and seen kind of what I did, and so oh, he right. presented a couple of ideas. And I basically told him, like, yes or no on them. Um, Now, I will say, like, the conversation on boundaries that first time definitely wasn't how I operate now. Um, I've kind of, like, evolved and, like, figured out, like, really what kind of boundaries that need to be set and what kind of conversations need to be had. Like, very nervous obviously the first time because I didn't have any idea but I felt okay with it because the person I was working with was pretty known in the industry and I'd been doing it for a while so I mm-hmm. I felt pretty safe that like I would be in good hands um now like the second or third time making with other people I did notice some things where it's like okay I should maybe have this conversation beforehand and I'm like kind of learning as I go but now like I I have a um, consent and like boundary checklist that I use that kind of goes through kind of any and everything and you Mm -hmm. you know check if you like it don't like it or you know don't want it on the table for the scene and I found that like that really helps like kind of clear everything up beforehand and you don't have to have like an awkward conversation. It's just like right there on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've like kind of learned that. Okay. Okay. So this shoot was just like a professional type shoot or it was more of on the amateur side. It was definitely more on the amateur side. Um, I Most of my content is amateur or like pro-am. Yeah, like we have, we've got good lighting and good cameras and we may have a storyline, but it's still like, you know, it's not a studio or anything. Yeah, because yeah, I'm seeing watching you peeing in a, a, a dressing room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or your Twitter feed yeah, and my... yourself, but go ahead. My solo stuff is definitely pretty amateur. Like you're kind of mm. just seeing like me being a freak, you know, and whatever I'm feeling yeah. that day. But uh, mm. since I've moved out here to Vegas uh, last year, I have been able to do a couple of studio shoots and and mm. see kind of that side of like the professional. Okay. Now speaking of the the professional shoot, the studio shoots, mm-hmm. um, speak to your feelings walking on set, your expectations walking on set, your preconceived notions, and um, and how it was different from shooting amateur. Um, so I definitely like look into the studios that are hiring me and kind of see like what other shoots they've done, like what the other performers are like dressing like, acting like, mm-hmm. kind of like what the scenes doing just so I can kind of prepare and know what to bring know how to do my hair and makeup and stuff for the scene um usually when I go on like a a pro set like I know we're gonna be taking photos they call them like pretty girls 
So I know we're mm. going to take some of those that are going to kind of go through my outfit and be cute and sexy. And then, you know, most of the time I know we're going to do action shots as well. So like actual penetration photos and the different, mm. you know, um, and stuff like that. Mm. Um, sometimes it's really hit or miss on if the scene is going to take all day or if it's going to be pretty quick and take a few hours. Mm. Um, but I usually just go ahead and set aside a whole day because you never really know when there's like a big crew or like five, you know, shit happens. It could take a while. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know the one thing, uh, of course, uh, from shooting with the studios, different from that of amateur is that you really have to pay attention to the angles, positioning mm-hmm. and the whole nine. How was it? How was it for you to transition into doing that? Honestly, it was not that super difficult because even in my amateur stuff, I still try to have it look as good as possible. Like I still, I'm still kind of on the pro am side where it's like Mm -hmm. angling my body so that you see all the action. I may have a few videos where like, it's just very spontaneous sex and like, you're just going to see it happen. But I I felt like the transition was pretty easy for me as far as like action shots and angles and being able to position my body. I do like a lot of fetish modeling as well. And that's all about positioning your body towards the camera and and making illusions with your body. So I, I really only feel like I've struggled with like the pretty girls because it's like a different kind of modeling. Like I've done fetish modeling, but this is modeling you know so it's like yeah. I gotta let, I, that's where I've got to like figure out my little flow yeah. um, with that see, see see, back in the day all you had to do was just really just like go they had the porn magazines and you just duplicate the poses or practice yeah. you know period yeah I need to get some of those and do some practicing <laughs> <laughs> because yeah because um, cause a lot of people don't realize on the app even on the pro-am side, you want pictures for advertisement, plus having professional-looking pictures make fans take you more seriously, and it, and it really helps you make more money. Because when Absolutely. they see you as more professional, then they take it more seriously, and they become more invested versus than just the normal amateur stuff or what have you. Um, had you know the difference when it comes to sale as well as fan growth when you start doing the more professional stuff? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, speak to it. Yeah, like I I definitely see a positive reaction when like I do take uh, time to like curate like a nice set and, you know, my filming area here at home and like Mm -hmm. make it look really nice and spend time editing the pictures or even like have, you know, a photographer come out and take photos love doing you know my sexy photo shoots and Mm. I I do agree with that it like it adds that level of like care like if you show you care like the the people watching you are going to care a little bit more Mm. you know they'll be a little more invested if they see like you're actually in this you're not just here for a short time and dipping out you're like no this is this is what I like this is what I invest in and and I care about it and and it shows like you care about bringing better stuff every time mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I see that you you basically take pride in your work, and you also make a, a sense to have variety. So I got to ask you, how many toys you have? Tours? What do you mean? Dildos and oh, vibrators. Toys. Oh, toys. Oh, we, we do the lingo. You do porn. Come on now. I have quite a collection. I was doing some like review stuff with a few of like the bigger toy companies so I have a few like Hanky's toys and a few of the like more niche kind of like fetish toys some monster dildos um like those a bunch of crazy crazy shit in here um but yeah I love because like I said like the first you know, nine months of my clip making was all solo. I kind of like mm. really explored the all the different toys you can have and the different fetishes mm. that people are into with those. Yeah, cause I can tell that you kind of because I, the biggest mistake I think a lot of girls make with the camming or even with, with with porn is that they get stuck in one lane. And what I mean by one lane is that, like, for example, variety is the spice of life. Correct. So, if you're going to do webcam, it makes sense to have multiple toys. It makes sense to have outfits. It makes sense to switch it up, you know, period. Mm -hmm. Um, How much of a point did you make it to when you did your webcam and even now to your filming to switch it up and give them variety and different stuff so everything won't be the same? Well, so I really, like kind of pride myself in being like a fetish kind of connoisseur like Mm. I'm very very interested in like fetishes and what what like weird niche things like about them get people off so Mm. I if you look at like my library I do have like a very wide variety of fetishes toys outfits like ideas going on Um, and I found that that did really work for me um, like if you look at my top selling, there's like five or six different like kinds, like category. It's not just like one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I have fun going through like a, a porn kink category list and like mm-hmm. finding things I've never heard of before and like Googling it and being like, that's hot. I've got to make something like that and just exploring that and like, Showing people that, and then people really dig that and it. So, what's some of the fetishes that they will see if they go on your site? Um, so definitely, I think my most popular is pee. Um, and it's like <laughs> public peeing, like oh, like peeing and mm-hmm. on other people, like just in general, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a fun thing. And I didn't even know that I liked that until. I started doing porn and people were asking as a tenant. I was like, Oh, I don't really want to do that. And then I tried it a few times and I was like, okay, I really like this. And now it's like one of my personal kinks. Um, I also do like a lot of taboo role play, whether it be family or like zoo fetish or the different dildos and like dirty talk role play. Um, a really popular one that I'd never really heard about is VORE, V-O-R-E, where you basically okay. like 
eat a human alive you eat them whole and digest them and it's like it plays into mouth fetish and like feedy and like cannibalism and all kinds Mm -hmm. of like fun things and it's very interesting like where your imagination can go with that (laughs) yeah true 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 because you get some some fake ass skin and you be eating it (laughs) yeah i have these little i have these little men that i i I basically pretend I shrink you down and I eat you like candy and it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's interesting because it can go a lot of different ways. Well, most definitely. So I see that you are your brand as far as with your content and, and, and everything that you're doing. Um, when you was thinking about your brand, what's some of the things that you considered and how much you try to stay on brand with your content? Um, so when I first, you know, started, I had blue hair, I was very kind of alt, um, really diving into that odd fetish stuff. And Mm -hmm. even when I was doing like, um, boy, girl and girl, girl, we still kind of played with the odd fetish kind of stuff. We didn't really go vanilla with a lot of our content. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I've really tried to stay true to that. I have done some, you know people would say vanilla content but I have tried to stay like pretty true to my my fetish stuff um well I mean the fetish niche is more of a money making than vanilla anyway definitely yeah definitely like I I also realized that like me being a chubby girl that that Mm -hmm. was really a big part of my brand as well Mm -hmm. um so I really play into that and like so at the beginning in 2021 I decided I wanted to do something a little bit different um and I completely changed my hair I'm a redhead now and I really want to I, I, I like that color better <laughs> yeah like I'm true <laughs> to my kinkiness and I feel like everybody loves a kinky redhead so yeah. you know I'm changing my brand a little bit but I'm still like mm. really staying true to like my sexual exploration of that yeah, because I mean, you redhead, big, busty, big booty, and tatted up. We love it. <laughs> yes. And even my, even my Twitter says "chubby girl better." You know, like you gotta stay true. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And so, shoot. So, um, of course, you into the BDSM. Am I correct? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Then, so, where where do you fall on the BDSM spectrum? BDSM. Spectrum? Um, so I'm definitely a switch. I would say I'm a little more sub leaning, but I am a, I am a switch. I do really enjoy, um, kicking guys in the balls, which is pretty (laughs) true. I have a, I have a few videos, of ball busting and like ball torture. I have a whole clips for sale that is just femdom and being really mean. (laughs) <laughs> which is fun mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but I do enjoy being submissive as well. Um, yeah. Impact play is like probably my favorite. Well, so you love to be spanked. Yes. They're definitely my favorite. And like uh, play, being choked, stuff like that is really fun. So you're talking to a dom here, so you, you're speaking my language. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like one of my videos that I'm about to release is a intense vlogging video. Mm. I've actually never like had to tap out from being spanked before, and I had to tap mm. out this time. So <laughs> that would be fun for people to see. Oh, they was so 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 uh so you into bondage? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, she's used to my ears. I swear to God. <laughs> so have you done a bondage thing yet? bondage scene yet i did just uh do my first like rope bondage suspension a couple weeks oh, ago ooh, nice. that was really fun i left with a few nice like rope kisses on my arms yeah. and legs that was nice almost oh, definitely because uh <clears throat> the interesting part is that i remember i talked to a producer i ain't gonna say who and i asked him why you didn't have like bbws or you know thicker women it was like, wait, because they're not flexible enough to do the stuff that they ask for. And I was like, you just don't know the big girls that I know. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because one of the last guys I worked with, he after we shot our scene, he was like, wow, I'm actually surprised you were as flexible as you are. Because, like, I'm a chubby girl. I guess he wasn't expecting me to be able yeah. to put my legs behind my head. And I'm like, no, like, I stretch. I know plenty of big girls who can do the splits and put their legs behind their head. Yeah, cause, cause I mean, cause I know the shit they were doing. It was like, it was extreme. It was extreme. Oh God, I'm talking about like, like literally, they tied up, cannot do nothing. They just getting pounded. Yeah, you know, but the shit was hot because, like I said, me, me I, I'm into stuff like that, so that's kind of hot anyway. Right. I think there's ways to do it. You can accommodate. Yeah. rope bondage for any body style and i personally think rope bondage looks really sexy on like curvy or bigger girls it does it does because because the rope dig it to the dig yeah. it to the meat a little bit make it look good i, I really mm -hmm. love the the titty tie up when they tie them up with the tie of titties <laughs> yes, yes exactly so, oh see 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 that's why i said you have to come back to the show because we got to really do a straight up episode on bdsm for real yeah that would be fun mm -hmm. I'd love that. So now, talk all day about it. Almost, now, let's get to the unsexy, sexy stuff, all right? Okay. And this is because you're a business owner. You have a brand. You do your own content or what have you. Let's talk about the ups and downs of the business. Some months is good. Some months is not. Mm -hmm. Speak to one of the misconceptions that people think walking in that this you're going to make a shitload of money. And... Speak to the ups and downs, money-wise, with the business, the numbers, you know what I'm saying, the cash-outs, all that good stuff, as well as what do you do when months are slow? Okay. So it's – I hate when I see people say, like, oh, just go make an OnlyFans make some money really quick because it's mm -hmm. definitely not like that. Like, it's – luck game if you do make money really quick like that where's the longevity like is that going to be consistent who are you making all that money from like is are those people going to stick around are you making content you know enough to keep them around mm -hmm. and it's like all of those think about like when you when you pop into this business like even when I first started I still was stripping in the clubs you know two or three nights a week just to kind of have money in my bank account because it's not consistent mm -hmm. online especially when you first start if you don't have a following somewhere else 
it's if you're just starting it from scratch, which I started my brand completely from scratch. I had no following anywhere. I was just a regular person. It's really time. And when you are working a regular job and doing sex work, it, it takes even longer. And I've seen, especially with the pandemic, I've seen a lot of my friends try it and realize the work that goes into it, the thick skin you have to have, you know, and they're just like, no, I I can't, I can't do this long term. But, you know, there are some months where it, it seems really easy and the sales are coming in. And then the next month, it could be half of that. You never really know, especially in porn. It's so uh, unregulated and kind of just all over the place that like, I mean, there can be an article about OnlyFans pop up and everyone's income drops because, you know, they threaten to take us down and we have to now pick up the pieces. And it's like, there's always something happening. I've noticed in the years I've been doing this, there's always something happening. You kind of have to like learn how to roll with the punches, have multiple sources of income. Like don't just rely on one site. Don't rely on one cam show or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like you have to have multiple things going on to keep yourself relevant, to keep the money flowing. If a site shuts down, you always have something still keeping you active. So I think all of that's really important to keep in mind, like when you're starting out or, you know, wanting to keep going in this industry. So when did it hit you that I need to take this seriously as a business? as at a career i don't know i think there was a couple months into me doing it where i was just doing camming and stripping i was just like you know what like i this is this is fun i like this people are buying my stuff notice that like you know people were con- coming back to order customs or I was building this fan base where it wasn't just like you know random people all the time and I felt like more connected and I was like okay like this is kind of the first thing I've ever done just really been good at it and it's challenging but I'm good at it and people are are enjoying what I'm making and I was like I think I actually do this like legit and, you know, I quit stripping. I took a I took a chance and I quit stripping and I invested in lighting equipment and stuff for backgrounds mm-hmm. for my sets. And I was just like, you know what, like this is going to be I'm going to do I'm going to do this. And um, that's when I started, you know, really reaching out to the community and reaching out to people to make other content with because I knew that was going to definitely be the way to like really like get a foothold in the industry. Okay. Which issue you just gave me a segue. <laughs> <laughs> um now the male talent now do you okay with your male talents, do you um if guys want to work with you, all right? Because there's always guys in Vegas, so I know AVN time is coming around, mm-hmm. face getting out there. It's going to be male talent. It's going to be looking to work with new talent, female talent. And, of course, I'm pretty sure your name is going to pop up, especially after this interview drops. But anyway, <laughs> um, what 
do you look for for a male talent to work with for content trade? They would sit there and say, "Yes, I would do content trade with." What he had to bring to so and and how he need to approach you. Yes, I was going to say first and foremost, it's like how how are they approaching me? Because I am immediately going to ignore a message that's just like, hey, I want to make content with you. Or like, hey, you want to hook up and make content? Like, I, I find that very unprofessional. Like, you're not just hitting me up on a dating app or sliding into my DMs to hook up. Like, this is a business. So I look, first and foremost, how are they approaching me? Like, I like when someone's like, hey, like, I'm such and such. I really enjoy your content. I would love to work with you. I will be tested, you know, this time, blah, blah, blah. Like, kind of just being like a respect, almost like a business email is how I would like to be approached right off the bat. And when they mention testing, that lets me know, like, they're legit because we all go through our testing protocols here. Um, I also, after that, I'll go and look and see, like, do they have any kind of social media presence, even if it's small, like, I don't care. They don't have to have thousands of followers. Like, do you have a Twitter? Do you have an OnlyFans? Do you have, uh, any other clip site? Are you verified on anything? Have you made content before? Is it good content? Not just like, I'm going to turn my phone on while I'm fucking this girl, and say this is content you know like are you professional yeah and 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 that's really where i like it to start off um you know if we get a tiny bit flirty that's totally okay as long as it's not extremely flirty like we're still in this it's sex but it's still you know our job so it's good to have some chemistry and know like we're attracted or like you know this will be, you know, fun to make, but still keep it professional, you know. So, so who you shoot with now? As far as I mean, I I've recently I've shot with um, he's a newbie. His name's Christian Castillo. Um, I think he just okay. got signed to an agency, but he's super super new, and he hit me up respectfully. Um, he's new to the city, so I, like uh, working wise, so I asked a couple of local. Uh, performers I know ask them if they knew about them that's another thing if you've worked with other people like giving having good references is like really really important because there's one day somebody could be okay the next day a whole scandal comes out about them or something and Mm -hmm. asking other people uh, that have worked with them is like really a really good judge of, of character sometimes um, but I worked with him. Uh, my flogging scene was with um, Fast Flog. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I saw the BJ scene with him. <laughs> yeah, so we did that, and we did a flogging scene. He got me all worked up after the flogging scene, so I had to. Yeah, I could tell. Return. The <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. Yes. So, so um, a lot of kids in this business because it's interesting. You were saying about the perfect, the, the professional. A lot of times, uh, feelings get mixed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people getting their feelings or what have you. Speak to staying, keep it separating professional from personal. I mean, honestly, it can be kind of difficult, especially when you're on set. You know, as a female, you kind of 
don't want to like ruffle any feathers or be a pain in the ass or sometimes like I mean this doesn't happen you know that much to me but it's like you know sometimes it's hard to kind of stand up for yourself and and say no but it's really just like knowing what your boundaries are personally like Mm -hmm. asserting that with yourself and knowing like when you go on set like there's no reason to divert from what your boundaries are. So like, you know, I've, I've been able to keep it pretty, pretty, you know, professional, even if we are in like a super heat of the moment time, it's like, yeah, you know, we still got to get our paperwork done, you know, like, let's not get all confused with, you know, hormones and stuff going on. We still yeah, because I tell any guy, remember, and any female, remember, you are there because y'all be going. Y'all going mm. to talk anyway. So it's best to keep professional because the worst thing that can happen is you get a reputation. Female-wise, that you fuck every male time off camera. And exactly. On the same thing because that will hurt your money that will hurt you with work because they're gonna be like oh he's gonna try to holler at all the girls every time he come on set or she's just gonna throw the pussy to every male talent you know and mm-hmm. plus dudes talk people don't realize the business is small but yet big people yes. talk to each other you know period that's how it is just where producers talk producers time talk to talent you know all world. yeah so and people gotta take that into account you have to be professional at all times. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Yeah, because cause I can see that you're definitely a professional lady because from your pics to the way you do your scenes and the whole night. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you're a burlesque dancer, am I correct? Yes, I do yes. do burlesque outside of porn. Yeah. Okay, now explain to everybody what is burlesque for the people that may not know. So burlesque is a kind of stripping um Mm. it is stripping we do strip our clothes off but it's kind of in like a storytelling kind of way we have Mm -hmm. like costumes and we have layers that we take off and kind of you know some people are really classic and look very like vintage glamorous some people are very like we call neo burlesque which is just very like raunchy stripper like some people are funny it's kind of just how you know art through stripping mm-hmm. um it's a little bit more mainstream i'd say out of like all different kinds of sex work or anything mm-hmm. burlesque is definitely the most like mainstream welcomed kind of mm-hmm. form of stripping or sexual expression mm-hmm. um but yeah i have been doing burlesque about as long as i've been doing porn Um, and I'm trying to be like a really classic performer, like Marilyn Monroe type of person. And Mm -hmm. then through like, it's really funny because through doing my porn and and exploring these fetishes, I realized that like, that's kind of how I wanted to express myself in burlesque. And mm-hmm. now, like, all of my burlesque acts are really fetish-oriented. They're very, like, sexy, wearing, like, corsets and black harnesses and just, you know, bringing mm-hmm. that, like, major sex appeal, like, to the stage while I'm performing. Mm-hmm. So, shoot. So, I mean, um, what made you decide to get into burlesque? 
Um, I think I had just kind of heard my friends talk about it. Um, where I was living, there was a small burlesque scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am in the queer community. I'm asexual and I'm pansexual. So I would go Ooh. to these like queer bars and they had some burlesque shows. And one of my friends had a burlesque and she kind of forced me to try out for the group I didn't really want to I was like I don't know what the hell any of this is but um, and I auditioned I didn't make it Uh, I was terrible but it was fun and I liked learning about it I do really love vintage even though I'm not a vintage performer I really love vintage things I love Marilyn yeah you give off that vibe and you actually give off that vibe for real Oh, thank you. And I ha- I actually have some Marilyn Monroe cosplay videos because I, I just love dressing that way. But I it intrigued me and I was like, I kind of want to learn. It's like a way I, I found a way. I surprised you to do Lucille Ball. Oh, she was a burlesque performer. Yeah. That would be hard yeah. with the red and when, hair. And when people don't realize she could actually sing for real. Yes, she was I, amazing. Yeah, I actually saw a movie with her in it. And she was singing. I said, wait a second. She didn't sound like that. I love Lucy. <laughs> yes. Oh, you gave me some ideas now. Yeah. I like the retro look, what have you, especially like um, because like even on the porn side of things, the 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 uh garden belt with the nude stockings, that was mm-hmm. always the class, you know, or what have you. So I mean, shoot. I, nah, nah, I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> yes. And yeah, doing the burlesque, I found to take and it was a way to kind of be sexy and kind of work out at the same time Mm -hmm. and I really love sexy costumes I love making costumes so all of my burlesque stuff I make myself Mm -hmm. so it's fun to make like panties and and bras and sparkly things and then get naked in front of a bunch of (laughs) now 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 with the burlesque because um of course y'all doing dance routines the whole night Mm -hmm. making your body move do you think that helps your scenes, your boy-girl scenes? Because a female that can dance usually is a, let's be honest, damn, probably good fuck. <laughs> and so on camera, does it, because, because like I said, you know how to do positioning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How do you translate the burlex? I mean, how do it correlate to when you're on camera with porn? Yeah, so I would say like, it definitely helps with my confidence because I'm confident in the way my body moves. And mm-hmm. then when, you know, you're doing these sexy dances, you do have to like stretch. You got to work on your flexibility. Like that's something I'm constantly working on because I dance. So mm-hmm. I I would definitely agree with you. Like girls dance like kind of do fuck better just because we know how to like move our body. We know how our body moves and we're already stretching and mm-hmm. and and doing that so we don't injure ourselves dancing that like we're already a little bit more flexible <laughs> you know <laughs> so it kind of just helps that where it's like how to stretch and like be able to get my legs to open up wide I like stretch in a certain way okay now i also see you had a strap on you say you do your pansexual me you do girls you do if it looks sexy it can get done mm-hmm. so um, when you do the strap on with the girl, right? How hard you go with it? <laughs> I mean, 
as hard as they like it. I mean, with it, oh. and it, I've used a big. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I found that. I mean, the girl pegged guys too, and honestly, the girls take it better than the guys do. I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> yeah, like I can go way harder with the girls and slapping the asses and pulling the hair and flipping them around. Yeah, I'm starting to notice more guys are into pegging. Yeah, lately it, it's kind of funny. I'm like, <laughs> oh god. So I mean, <laughs> uh, what's one of the funniest ones you did peg wise? Funnest. You funniest or funniest? Funniest. When oh, yeah. after when you made you laugh, like <laughs> that happened. Well, the first time I ever pegged anyone was pretty funny. I they were definitely I don't know if they maybe hadn't done it very often, but they were trying. They really were. And I, they were trying to like moan and maybe act like they were into it, but I could tell like just say you don't like this. It's okay. We don't have to do this. Like we can just do regular things. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was kind of awkward afterwards. Like when we're done, it's like, okay, well, how was that for you? And it's like kind of awkward. Like, let's just do regular set. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like we it's tried. Good. It's okay. Oh my goodness. I mean, because it's like um, I've talked to many girls about that. And it's just funny, just the visual of a dude where he's most of the time they probably doggy style, I'm pretty sure. But I'm yeah. talking about the one that would go full flown missionary. That that's Mission- what I'm talking about. No, that's about. what happened to me. Oh. He was missionary and he was trying. And I'm just like, uh, we can we can so do this a different way. He much wants you to stroke him as you stroke him. I mean, <laughs> we tried a few different things, but you know, stick wasn't getting hard. Mm. It was like, this isn't working. Let's just try. Let, let's just try regular. And then we didn't <laughs> regular what happened. Well, I guess you don't know until you try, you know? Yeah, true, true. He probably would have tried. Yeah. It just wouldn't work for him. Yeah. I would, it, it ain't going to work for me because I, I already know it. So I ain't going to be trying that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, nah. And that's okay. <laughs> No finger, no deal, no, 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 no. So shoot. So of course, I, I asked everybody about this. Not only fans. What was your thought process? Well, so right off the bat, I didn't believe it because I there wasn't any word straight from OnlyFans, so I didn't freak mm. out right away. I was like, eh, I'm very, I'm a skeptical person. I'm like, no, I, mm. you need to prove that this is real before I'm gonna believe you. Um, so I was like, no, I don't think it's going to happen. And then when OnlyFans did announce like, okay, we're going to remove porn. I was like, oh shit. Okay. So I still didn't like freak out. And I think honestly, this is what has like saved me because Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people say that their business took a really big hit when that happened. And mine hasn't, it's done the opposite. Like I've actually been doing better since Mm -hmm. the announcement because I didn't freak out I sent out a message to the fans saying like do not leave I'm gonna figure out what we're gonna do and I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do so don't leave Mm -hmm. I set up some other sites got them you know got verified on the other fan sites that were coming up 
but then I was still just kind of like, I'm going to wait it out. And in my head, I was like, you know, I'm just going to use it anyway, up until mm. they tell me I can't. Like, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna ride this until the wheels fall off. Like, they're going to have to mm. kick me off. Like, mm. fuck it. You know, like, like, whatever. So I just kept, yeah. kept doing the same thing, acting normal. And I, I haven't seen my sales drop. They've actually, I had the mm. best ever had on OnlyFans last month mm. and my fans are going up and <clears throat> I think just keeping a cool head like really kind of helped yeah because um I mean <clears throat> even I was gonna say this I was like shit even if they did I would have told girl now you keep the OnlyFans you just use that to pull traffic from OnlyFans to your other shit exactly you, just figure out what it is, you know period it's it's about a it's about adjustment. Business is about adjustment. Exactly. You, you like, adjust to changes. Yeah. Right. You know, you just adjust kind of what you're displaying on the feed, which is fine. We're already kind of having to censor ourselves for like Instagram or Twitter mm -hmm. or whatever. So just kind of use it, still use it. You still have fans there. You still have access to communication. Like, communication with them so like when yeah. i saw people just up and dropping it i was like oh man like I, that's not really the best to do because you're just completely cutting ties with thousands of people mm -hmm. so do you have other platforms so i already like i have my clip platforms but i didn't have any other like fan sites so i okay. did go ahead and make like a pocket stars and a fansly and all of that to kind mm -hmm. of subsidize and i've you know uploaded my content and stuff on there but still the main hitter is still the only fan so mm -hmm. you know well, i don't know i still don't those... trust it but we'll see what happens yeah. no because i tell females you put your stuff on as many platforms as possible because each platform has its own traffic and um and then also i suggest the girls to have a standalone site because if you notice that a lot of the hashtags are being taken away, categories be taken away to where they're going to ban pissing and scat and mm -hmm. the more extreme fetishes like that. And that's where the standalone site comes in. Because to me, the way the business is moving is that they're trying to be more solo content creator friendly than that of a boy girl content. Definitely. You know, even to the point of how they change the paperwork now. Yeah. Very stressful with all of that. <laughs> so, yes, it, it's crazy to keep up with it. It it really is. And each site does a little bit differently. Yeah, see, that's why I'm glad I retired. So. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the reason why I'm glad I retired, I, I saw the shit coming down the pipe. Because yeah. even to the point X videos, because uh, the tube sites, they died. They, they, well, actually, by the they they pretty much did because all of them are now coming content sale. They now they becoming to this so you can sell content on those sites now. Yeah. So that free shit is pretty much about to be dead almost. If you want to be honest, mm -hmm. because girls can't complain about free videos because you can monetize them now. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I, I still have a Pornhub, even though we can't really sell the videos. I still have it up for like the ad rev. Yeah. So. So it's with that, it's still there, and I noticed that, like, since all the payment processor yeah. issue, I used to make payout on on Pornhub, but it's kind of hard now because people are are leaving. 
Yeah, because like like I yeah, because it's kind of like but um it was inevitable because even to the point that like I said it was the it's the age of the content creator. Mm-hmm. And these platforms see it makes more money to have the content creator sell their stuff on their platform than it is just to have them have it on the platform. Exactly, yeah. You know. You know, you, you know it was serious when YouTube started doing shit. Spotify doing subscriptions right now. I got one. Yeah, a special smoke episode. Trust and believe. So, because I got to bring you back. So, so you in Vegas? Yes. Have you been to any conventions? Um. So I did go to AVN, but then COVID hit, and that's when I moved mm. out here. So I haven't been able to go to really anything else. Yeah, because I think AVN, they were talking about virtual this this coming year. I heard. Don't get, mm-hmm. don't, you know what I'm saying? But um, either way, uh, shoot, well, I know the next year is coming, so I'm pretty sure you might be thinking about going to, well, I mean, if you're able to, to go to some of the exoticas or what have they might be going. Yeah, I was, I was really banking on AVN happening, so I didn't plan on going to Exotica mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, damn, I, I feel like I should have. Mm-hmm. But next year for sure, I'm definitely gonna so, be going to, exo- to some mm-hmm. exoticas. So would you ever participate in a content house? Because I know that's the thing now in porn. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think that would be fun. I have noticed that's like a new trend happening with these content houses. Yeah, they get a lot of work done in that motherfucker. Any any kind of go ahead. I've done a content like party, like event that was mm-hmm. like two days, but I haven't done like I've seen where they have they like rent a house for a month or whatever and do it. Mm-hmm. But I have done like a like a party. And how was that? That was pretty fun. Definitely got a lot of work done. Um, it was cool to have like everybody around and have like that fun atmosphere. Had plenty of people to help with videography and. <laughs> All of that, so it was pretty fun. Definitely got a lot of stuff done. No doubt, no doubt. So, Miss Lady, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, I am on Twitter, uh, Celeste Luna XO. Um, I also have an Instagram, Celeste.LunaXO. Um, I have my OnlyFans, um, also Celeste Luna XO. There's a trend here with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have a porn hub, you can just search my name, Celeste Luna, and you can find me there. Mini vids, the same. Um, yeah, I can find all my clips there. AKA Google me. Google me, bitch. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> so Miss Lady So Miss Lady, will you be coming back and become a regular smoke buddy for the podcast? Absolutely. This is fun. Y'all heard it, y'all heard it, people. She said it, so I'm holding to it. We're gonna be bringing it back, and y'all get to hear more of her again and again and again. Yes, we gotta talk BDSM. Oh, <laughs> we definitely gonna do that in the next episode. That's that's gonna be some fire right there. Yes. So, with that being said, people, life is a learning experience with the point of experience. They learn. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the lounge.